with timing how fast it takes the balloon to pop. Dude, you're revolutionizing my whole life. I should right be now. a lawyer. You, th- th- no, this is this is like some badass. Your lawyering. honor, your honor. Dr. Fern comes back. <laughs> I, I'm I'm go- I'm literally. Well, I'm gonna definitely send this to Stephanie right. and have her watch it. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. Welcome to the North Carolina Comedy Festival edition of You Can Tell Me Anything. This was not a live stage podcast, but I did record every single guest from the North Carolina Comedy Festival, which was actually this last weekend. If you're listening to this, what the day it comes out, uh, it was September 9th to 11th. I was out there in Greensboro. It was such a great time. Thank you for showing me a good time, Greensboro. Thank you for all the fans that came out. And I say fans, I mean like people, um, you know. It was a big fest, lots of comedians, a lot of people to support. So it's not like they came out for me, but I, I honestly have so much fun at these festivals. Um, I also did beat my speeding ticket, which if you guys follow, <laughs> followed my tour last year, or well, it wasn't even a year ago, it was in April, a few months ago, um, I got a speeding ticket the last time I was driving through North Carolina on my way to Raleigh, and I went to the court because it happened to be the day that I was doing my first show um, about an hour away from Greensboro and I beat it and I might tell that whole story I think I might do it for my solo episode this um, this year so stay tuned for that um, haven't decided yet but uh, I'll probably be doing another solo episode for my birthday this year because I don't know let's continue the tradition we love traditions and I love to talk um, a couple announcements uh, I have been playing around with video content so you may start seeing video clips, reels, things like that on the Instagram. Um, haven't made a TikTok yet, but you know, you know it's going to happen. I'm just just gearing up for that. Um, but I did uh, start posting video episodes back on the YouTube. Um, I've decided to consolidate, and I'm posting this season's episodes on my my comedy YouTube, which is just Teresa Lee Comedy. I believe it's YouTube.com/TeresaLeeComedy. Um, so you can find everything there. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to custodian and clean up the last, the, the You Can Tell Me Anything channel, but I think it'd be easier to put some stuff on all in one. And in addition to just doing the audio, I will have video components, including there's an episode, video episode out now. If you caught last week's Carissa Dorson episode, um, the game we played at the end, see, hear, or feel, um, you can watch that as a video, just the game on my YouTube, and I'll be putting out more stuff like that. Let me know what you guys think and what you want to see more of, because um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we want to necessarily record the whole video podcast if that's not how you guys consume videos or podcasts. Anyways, upcoming shows, I'll be uh, in LA again, so September 23rd at Jetpack, that's um, Bar Lubitsch at 8.30 p.m., show up, it's always a good time, so fun, say hi if you come. Save the day, October 21st, 22nd weekend. Um, it's going to be one of those days. I will announce more info shortly, but I am putting on a real fun 90s theme Halloween show called Are You Afraid of the 90s? It's going to be super fun. I will have more information, but I can't wait. Like, I'm just excited. Like, if I'm, I'm going to be dressing up, having fun. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Um, that's it for now for the announcements. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I will tag all the guests in the description as well. So you can follow them. If you like them, follow them. They're all great from all over the world. Okay. We have guests from Canada, 
All right, here is the North Carolina Comedy Festival edition of You Can Tell Me Anything. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me. This is You Can Tell Me Anything. We're coming at you. Coming at you. The North Carolina Comedy Festival in Greensboro from Hyatt Place. I am joined here by two very funny comedians. We've got Elizabeth Fulton and Matt Ida. Um, Matt will be sharing a confession in a little bit, um, but also joining in for this. So here sorry, I support. yeah, here for moral support. <laughs> it's something you know. We should have more of those. Like I'm not Catholic, but I know when you go in confession, it's all like dark and scary. I feel like they should have groups and everything. Like you can just walk into a room and every like you know. Maybe it's a pool. I wish maybe because you're talking about pools, but <laughs> like it has to be fun. Like it should be fun. Like you're like, oh, I'm like imagine showing up to confession and it's like a pool party, and everyone's just like babes and bikinis, and it's like, what do you want to talk about? Like that, I would, I would. Maybe yeah. I'll get involved in the church after. Yeah, all. yeah. I would totally be down. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'd share on like a lazy river. Oh yeah, see, Feels like it's the got, right you gotta create a vibe. Yeah. yeah, what's up with religion making it seem like it's scary? It's like you know, God, well, anyways. <laughs> Um, that's not really, uh, where I wanted to start. So, <laughs> well, um, before we get to, into the confession, I just want to hear, li- know a little bit about you, Elizabeth. So where are you coming from? I know we all travel from different places. Yeah. So I'm coming from Chicago. Okay. Nice. And I recently moved there. Oh, from where? Which, um, so I was from DC Ooh. and I'd lived there pretty much my whole life, except for like, I went to college and Clemson university. Okay. But then like right after I went right back to DC and I kind of had lived there until the pandemic and the pandemic oh, wow. just like opened something within me that was like, why are you here? They were like, I gotta get out. Chicago's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's too cold for me in the winter, but that's fair. We had a, we had a mild winter is what I was told. Okay. So it wasn't too, too bad, but I still did have to buy boots. Boots are nice. You can never have too many boots. Totally. Well, Elizabeth, is there anything you would like to tell me? So the confession I was going to make, which is a great segue from that I moved to Chicago, okay. is I moved to Chicago with two suitcases. Okay. Wow. So of all, everything you... Sh- I so put did everything... you get rid of stuff or are you like a, a minimalist? So I'm currently a minimalist okay. and I would say I've probably always been kind of one. I think my first apartment, I had the most things and I've like, instead of people who have like accumulated things upward, I've accumulated things downward. That That's like very good, good place to be in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't like, I try so hard to like minimalize things and I'm constantly like now just like cutting down my closet and stuff, but it's still it's too many things. I have a whole closet of costumes. Like that's, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, I've already whittled that down to like just necessary costumes, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I will say one thing in Chicago, like mm-hmm. over the past, like I've lived with maybe like 11 months now, uh-huh. which like we're coming on our year, but I will, st- I have one closet that's dedicated to hoarding things that might be needed for sketch okay. comedy. Yes, see, yes. that's the life of a comedian. <laughs> you understand. I've got a prop box. Yeah, right? see, we yes. need it. It has to, and it's like yeah. I have like, it's like a, even from the furniture that I did buy, it would come in a box that had like maybe some wood. And uh-huh. I feel like, I don't know if I want to do uh-huh. a sketch about karate and I need ah! to cut this in half or, you know, and like, <laughs> then someone I was telling them I have this sketch about a mascot uh-huh. and he brought into one of our classes. He's like, yeah, I was going to donate this mascot head. Oh I now gosh. have a bulldog, bulldog mascot. Wow. Head. You've got to write something for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm accumulating: masquerade mask, uh-huh, cowbells. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've you got so many, so many sunglasses. <laughs> been yes, uh, sunglasses, uh-huh. fake glasses. Yep, yeah. Yep. 
That's so funny. Okay, let's talk about this minimalism. So what made you, so I know why you, you said why you moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. but were you going through like a big life change where you were like, I want to start over? Or you just, practicality was like, I don't want to pay for a check-in bag. Because, yeah, it was kind of a little <laughs> bit, I, I would say definitely like the latter leaned no, that I get, way. I get it. Like, it's, it's a, when they charge, they get expensive. The airlines charge a lot now. Yeah, and it's like, I looked at like how much it would be to move from like D.C. to Chicago, uh-huh. and it'd be like over $1,000 for a moving van. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, do I like my couch that much? And I didn't. And so I didn't bring any furniture. Uh My bed was like 16 years old. I'd been toting it since like my family house. Mm. And so I just like kind of purged. And so I slept like pretty minimalist. I had a chaise lounge was the first thing I purchased. Okay. Um, I then got a desk. Desk was my next thing. Um, and then, yeah, I used like even I had like a pretty big suitcase and then mm. I had a smaller one. And so the bigger suitcase I used as a desk for about a week. Nice. Did you know anybody in Chicago already? There were a lot of people came from D.C. to Chicago, oh, okay. which was like a little bit surprising. But so and then there were two people who I went to Clemson University with. OK, they'd pretty much moved straight there for like grad school. So then I kind of got to reconnect with them. So, that's so nice. it was nice. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't you, were, a fresh start. Maybe, you were like, I, I don't want to know anyone. I don't want to have anything. I just want to be like new. Like it was a little more. Pra- OK, I'm kind of understanding. It's like practical. You don't want the furniture. But you like yeah. brought like your essentials and your clothes. But yeah, and I have this like one bedroom, nine hundred square foot, and like I could not fill it. And like someone, I so I bought a Peloton before I got oh, a wow. bed. Oh wow! <laughs> Which is probably You're the like real really confession. Switching your priorities. You're like, well, now I can do anything. I don't need to have rules of a room. Like so, yeah. The person who was delivering the Peloton was like, oh, like so your other stuff is coming later, and I was like, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My other stuff. That's so funny. Um, yeah, when I was growing up, um, we, when I was like seven years old, we were remodeling, and for like a couple, I think it was like at least a month, we ate out of the garage, but like in um on the, like kids play school table set and our fridge i mean it was like a nice enough garage where it's like it wasn't it was like there was room but we just made it our kitchen because they were like remodeling the kitchen but um yeah there's something about it i don't know it's kind of fun it always feels like you're like there's a transition you're like oh i can do anything the potential you yeah know? you feel like you're you're like creating your own reality and I like still like will move around furniture because there's like not that much there. I've like now had it horizontal, horizontal, vertical, and now it's on a diagonal in my oh, living room because okay. there's just so much space. Wow. So you're like, it's like a, I'm imagining a contemporary art museum where it's just like, it's a space yeah. and then there's just like one chaise lounge. Like. It's like that museum where there was like a pair of eyeglasses on the floor and everyone thought that was art, but it was just someone left That's them in their eyeglasses. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> gosh but did you give yourself a lot of time or was it like here's my deadline I gotta do it because yeah I guess it was like we I ended my lease I had a roommate in DC and like maybe Mm mid-August and then I knew like first or second week of September I had to be in Chicago I was doing the conservatory program for Second City and so like I knew so I lived a little bit in Airbnbs and I was like I'm trying to find my apartment um, but I literally, the way I found my apartment is I was, I stayed in a hotel that was like two blocks from this place. It was very close to the Lake Michigan. And so I like was walking down the lake and I was like, wow, it would be really cool if I just like lived in an apartment near the lake. And I turned around, there was a bunch of apartment buildings. I walked in and I was like, you guys don't have apartments available, do you? And they're like, yeah, you want to see them? And I was like, yeah, I could see them. I walked in, they showed me an apartment and I signed that day. Wow. Oh my God. You manifested that. Yeah. That's wild. And then I brought two suitcases, and that's all I needed, apparently. That, I mean, it sounds like you have a very blessed life. 
child's life. So I it need truly, some tips for moving. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like one thing that goes well in your life. And if it was that, I feel very lucky. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> good. Um, so I, do you, you're not a hoarder, but I know you mentioned hoarding for sketch stuff, yeah. but like it wasn't hard to get rid of things. But yeah, not at all. Okay. And like a lot of the stuff, like, so my parents do still live in like the DC area. Technically oh, okay. it's like, Oh, so you had to like, maybe did you like kind of like, put stuff stuff some stuff in there oh, their entire <laughs> See, basement a little, yeah. caveat, a little caveat you're like i didn't throw everything away because yeah story. i gave <laughs> i gave my couch technically to my roommate but really i gave it to my roommate's cat oh because okay. the roommate's cat liked the couch so much Aww, so i was like cute. if i were to like give you this couch would you want it and she was like yeah uh-huh and so that's She's like I- it's the couch <laughs> it's our couch like <laughs> I'm like that. Ca- I'm like you can't take a couch away from a cat. I yeah. mean, it, and it was like kind of it was like a basket weave couch kind of. Aww. So like it was perfect for scratching. Um, <laughs> and then and the bed was the then again 16 years old. So I really didn't mind parting with that. And then my sister had bought me when I first moved like to my first apartment ever. Mm-hmm two end tables and a TV table that are now just sitting in my parents' guest room with really no purpose but to hold, like, their excess chips and, like, Uh things they buy at the grocery store that don't fit into the cabinets. So this is mostly all furniture, which is telling me a lot about, I feel like you are a very mature person who interior decorated. Um, (laughs) Because I'm, like, when I think about all this stuff, I I lived in New York. Uh, That's where I went to school, and so it was much smaller. But I still managed to have, like, six suitcases when I left. But it's all like like things like uh, oh yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm curious if you did you like do a purge of your stuff? I've always been minimalist with stuff okay. like even like clothing. Like when most people are like oh like I've switched out my summer for my winter clothes. I'm like I don't know what you're saying. Uh, like <laughs> I'm like are you the same way? You're yeah, nodding. I've had these shoes for 15 years. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. they look great for 15 years. I will they wear do. shoes for like a year, and the bottom, like the heel part, will just literally have a hole in it. I probably don't walk right. Is uh, what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there shouldn't be holes in. This. I feel like Nike should sponsor me after all. This yeah, stuff, you know, great condition. Um, that is actually yeah, because I learned that I took. So I had a friend who had. So I'm wearing Birkenstocks, and I had a friend who has another pair of Birkenstocks, and I realized we traded Birkenstocks because uh-huh. I walk on the front of my foot, uh-huh. so the front gets oh really gosh, worn, and yeah. then when I walked home, it, the back was worn, and I was like, I don't walk That's on the back so of my foot. Literally, yeah. I've always been like kind of a fan of like giving in a way. Like even the apartment before that, I was only moving like from DC to another DC apartment. But we had what was called a house cooling, and we said we had a table full of oh, things, like and we said warming? take something when you leave. Yeah. It's really smart, yeah. And it was like things like glassware that we just oh, accumulated. Yeah. We didn't need plastic cups. Um, someone took like I had like a framed art print and it was uh-huh. like DC art splattered and I'm like I really don't need this uh-huh. in Chicago <laughs> so it's now hanging in their office oh, cool. loving it oh, I see so it nice. sometimes when I zoom with them oh you're like oh that's mine how are you doing I'm like it there? looks yeah. great yeah that's so funny okay so there were no like, tears shed for no you're very zen about this yeah I'm like I, I literally to give you some context like I started going to therapy when I was 22 and one of the first things that came up was that I need to let go of my emotional attachment to objects because I just like had boxes of like just memories like playbills and like McDonald's Happy Meal toys like this was in New York so this isn't even stuff from like childhood it's like (laughs) stuff I accumulated from like college years on and I was just like I can't get rid of these things and my therapist was like well like it's the memory that you like yeah I get like instantaneously like attached to something but it fades 
like i mean this sweatshirt for example like i literally bought it like a week ago but i feel very attached to it but that's like moments yeah and it's like flash attachment like even like i remember when i got rid of a lot of my like you know like the notes that like boys or people passed you like in like elementary school and i remember the moment i like threw them away and my mom was like i feel like you're gonna want to keep those and i was like for what (laughs) and so i'm like i don't have attachment to that like my i dated someone for like four years high school and college got rid of all those gifts like Uh it's like that moment it like means something and i relationships yeah yeah. so yeah i can't think of like i feel like i had things but i can attach them to like chapters of my life and then i'm like Uh, bye yeah and then you're like i'm moving (laughs) to chicago so okay that that's do you are you like sentimental with like um like cards and things like that like do you say how long do you save those or are you just like so, so someone who reads it and it's like i got it and then throw it out i pretty much throw it out um sometimes i like put it on my fridge for a little while but mm. i'll like rotate through there's like one note from my mom the first time she ever sent me a care package in college and it said like we miss you and that's like the only one i've Aww, kept that's sweet yeah but it's like other than that holiday cards i'll probably keep them for like a year or two and Man, then i'll be like, like you should write, i feel like you should start like a not, not right like a not a cult but yeah i mean i think for me what was so like refreshing was kind of starting on a blank slate and it mm-hmm. felt like super overwhelming to kind of go with not much because your identity a little bit feels like it's attached to things sometimes yeah, but sure. to remember that like me being in this city, meeting new people, and, like, I had gone there kind of to continue expanding on comedy. So just remembering, like, the goal or the intent has mm. absolutely nothing to do with a TV table. Mm. Like, my TV was on the floor for, like, six months, and I lived, <laughs> and I succeeded, and I had fun, and I met people, and, like, no one was, like, I can't be friends with you because you don't have a TV table. So it was just nice to remember that the tangibles are great to have, but they're definitely not needed. Wow, that was so well said. Yeah, <laughs> well, let the listeners know where they can find your comedy, follow you, you know, keep up with you on social media. Sure, so the best way is probably Instagram. And so my Instagram handle is Eliza Hope. But I've been super obnoxious, and the hope has six H's. Okay. Six H's. And it's because I kept hitting H's until oh. it said it wasn't taken. Ah. <laughs> so Eliza Hope was taken. Eliza Hope with two H's, three H's, four H's, wow, five okay. H's was taken. But six was free. So that's two the best place to find six me. six H's. Uh. <laughs> Matt Vita. Hey. How are you doing? Chilling. Doing well. I hear you're a Pisces. Pisces, yeah. We just had a full moon in Pisces. Um, Pisces are very intuitive. I don't know how. Are you like into astrology? No, it's funny. It's I actually fine, just started doing not. a bit about not being into. Oh, it. that's really fine. I have a yeah. I I'm from LA clearly, and I'm queer, so clearly I love astrology. But uh, but this is a podcast about secrets, and Pisces are all about secrets. Secret. Like, you yeah, guys are great yeah. about keeping secrets, but also like you can know other people's secrets. I feel like before they even tell you. Do you find yourself being intuitive? I do. I feel like I have like really good emotional intelligence, but also like, like, mm-hmm. and it, it's a detriment too. Cause I feel like if someone's hurting, like, like I, I oh, take it on like, it's it. like, yeah. And, or in like awkward social situations, like sometimes like, like what? Like, I don't know if like, what's like a you're like, I know that person's being cheated on, but they won't see it or they don't see that they're in a bad situation. No, it's like such on a more micro level. Say you're oh, at a bar okay. and there's like a circle after a show and there's like four people and like everyone's riffing and there's like someone on the outskirts of the circle that can't get in. Oh. Like I will feel that person's pain so much wow. that for them not being able to like nudge in and be a part of like the chat. Wow. But you won't like do anything. 
I will sit there and, and wallow in this <laughs> okay. like, like, oh my God, I feel yes, bad. And then probably go get Pisces. a Tecate and like drink a beer and be like, then like maybe talk to that person Love on it. the side. Love it. Um, that is Pisces. I'm a Scorpio. I'm also a water sign, but I'm a little more confrontational. I'm the only one to go up to that person or go up to the group and be like, yo, why aren't you guys including this person? I'm you terrified. You think you're better than them? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Matt, mm-hmm. hopefully you're not terrified of um, confronting me because <laughs> I, I would like to know. Is there anything you'd like to tell me? Yes. I, I'm going to finally admit that in 1992. Okay. Yes. I cheated during the balloon pop challenge wow. in my leap class. The balloon pop challenge in your leap class. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York, okay, on, Long, New York. on Long Island okay. is where I grew up, yeah. Your leap class. So it was leap like a, like, we had gate in California. It was like gifted and talented education. Same kind, okay. yeah, yeah, so same that's kind like, of deal. It's like they all kind of sound like vaguely like, these are smart children. Um, leap, okay. Let's that educate sound? advanced pupils. Okay. Wow, <laughs> educated advanced pupils. So um, in your leap class, you guys had a balloon. Is this a thing that happened... All the, like an annual balloon race or this was just like a one-off game like it clearly is important to you in your memory so i'm just trying to get a sense of like was this like an annual fundraiser situation like what, what was no happening? it was once again it's more micro it was just like a okay. one like you know so, so leap was like once a week like we'd okay. go to like a, like it was all the schools in the district would go to this one school okay. and you'd have like you know whatever your, your instruction for the day so it was like a one-off thing in one class like fun one little week. activities kinetic learning that kind of thing yeah all that kind of stuff kind of montessori-esque oh. Like okay. looking back, like, you know, kind of more so cre- building the creative mind, what, which is cool. What was the lesson behind popping balloons that day? I mean, I know what I learned, but. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that just like a, one of those hungover teacher, like, hey, I'll just blow up a bunch of balloons or I have a bunch of balloons from the party last night and we'll pop them here. No, Dr. Fern was an angel. She was, <laughs> she was awesome. Okay. Um, wow. I really loved her. But no, that so the, the balloon pop challenge is basically was like you got like. A, a smattering of like things uh-huh. and then you had like 15 minutes i don't remember exactly how much in like a group to like group think okay create something and then there was a, a hair dryer okay and it's like so basically you have to create some apparatus oh um, this sounds complicated i thought i, I was imagine you guys literally just like popping balloons which sounds <laughs> dangerous but this sounds more like educational for sure yeah it was v- highly educational okay so you had to build an apparatus that 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 was going to be propelled only by a hair dryer, oh. and then there was like a start line and a finish line. At the finish line was okay. a balloon. So it was like after like fifteen minutes, it's like okay, one at a time. We'll take your apparatus oh. and using just the hair dryer, blow it across, and then whoever pops the balloon first wins. It was like different lanes. You know what I'm wow, saying? Wow, that is complicated. Wait, what grade were you in? Like third grade at this okay. point. Yeah. That's like okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I, I think. I we were learning multiplication in third grade. I don't think I was building apparatus. <laughs> That's that's so cool. Okay, so what were some of these objects? I I don't recall. Any well, how did you cheat? I guess we should start with like I, I'm trying. Yeah. So at so, what moment was it like? Because it sounded like there were not that many rules. Like how did how did you know it was like? <laughs> how did you cheat in this situation? This, this is so. This is how I cheated. Our our <laughs> our, our apparatus or vehicle. Okay. Maybe we'll call it a vehicle. Um, okay. it sucked. It was terrible. Um, and we knew it. We knew we were bad. We knew okay. we were subpar, but we knew we were going to beat the system. So oh. I was elected by okay. the group. Um, so we basically there was pins. That that was oh, that was okay. one of the so objects. Okay. So we took an extra pin, okay. and then it was like, all right, Matt, here is the extra pin. Go by the finish line, and when the object gets close to the balloon, just kind of subtly throw it at the balloon and pop it. 
Honestly, because I it was the humor of the fact. Okay. <laughs> because so this oh, is how okay. it put. So you're going comedy angle, okay? A little bit. Well, it was it's multifaceted, but 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 the thing is like. Um, I was so bad even at the cheating because they're like, all right, Matt, do it very subtly. So it was like Dr. Fern's like watching everything. And then our... What was it to cheat? Um, <laughs> I think it was collaborative. Oh, okay. oh that's nice. And was it a, po- was it a possible task? Like, because I feel like we, we both have questions because I can see your face. You're like, <laughs> like, was it in a thing where she was like, I don't know if this is, can be done, but let's see. Like, was it... No, because there was other groups, because there was like a, you know, like a 20 person class and we were broken into like four or five people groups and all the other groups like had, you know, they they, they did. Yeah, they did it better, way better. Um, But the funny part is like, I was so not subtle. So like, it was like, go like this. I like ran like, and and, like, like, yeah. And you're like, so everyone in the class clearly sees me do this except Dr. Fern. And like, we won. (laughs) It was like a timing situation. It's like a stopwatch. Maybe, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, like, what if pop it for someone else? Like, well, no, yeah, it was more like a time trial, like, like time it. And then, yeah, like what what I think one of the things I learned is like, we tried at first and we realized we weren't going to win. So, so we, so like, did we cheat? Yes, we totally cheated. But it was like, okay, we tried, we suck, regroup. And then it was like, this, this is, this is what we have. Yeah. A lot of people, every, everyone saw, and it was so funny. It was like they cheated, they cheated, and, and uh-huh. we, I just remember laughing so hard uh-huh. with like me and Ryan and Craig, which was like we were like the kind of like rascals of that okay. group, and just like sitting there, just like I remember Craig red in the face because he was just laughing so. <laughs> so- you guys oh, I want to get the project right, and more just like I want, I'm like the kids are watching, let's kind of like test the boundaries of this. I was always testing the boundaries. Yeah, so, ah, so there, there okay. certainly was that element okay. to it where it's kind of like... <laughs> I see. Yes, just doing something for a time. Not like in a bad way, but, you know, like maybe writing on the table and it's like that was the vibe. That was totally the vibe. Okay. Yeah. But that's like, I think that's more indicative of real life because if you're working at an office on projects, like, you should be allowed to... Uh, unless you're like evil and you're like, nobody will succeed except for me. Like, you should be allowed to free flow exchange of information. So it is... I mean, yeah, I think that to a certain extent like start to see where you land but definitely share information right open source your buildings yeah <laughs> open so- <laughs> well okay i didn't say that i just said like there's no need to like relearn how to build a build so, you know like you should look at what has been working and build off of that yeah well, then you knew you were gonna win. Well, I, well everyone well, could ev- have. No, everyone did. No, everyone. No, everyone did have a second pin. Okay. I just, just missed. I misappropriated it. my well, pin. Well, well, actually, no. <laughs> Let's go technical. Did were there rules? Like, what was the instructions? Like, Maybe. you use these materials to pop the balloon. Or did she say like? This is a big revelation because you you know what? Maybe I didn't break the rules. Because you could do it however you want. So, so I'm guessing it had to be the apparatus had to be propelled by a blow dryer, right. which was true. But did they say an absolutely like in the rule books was it like an absolutely nothing else shall be used to prick the balloon but the apparatus, or was it like while the apparatus is being propelled by the blow dryer, the we're timing how fast it takes the balloon to pop. Dude, you're revolutionizing my whole life. I should right be now. a lawyer. You, th- th- no, this is this is like some badass. Your lawyering. honor, your honor. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm literally well, I'm gonna definitely send this to Stephanie right. and have her watch it. <laughs> parameters. Did, a balloon. We, we did. Yeah. Yes. It, we, 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 this was a, a legitimate win. I, I yeah. I'm, I have I have I have chills right now. This was a legitimate win. Uh, yeah. I absolve you of any sin because. Okay. Like like we're really gonna get technical. I'm sure there was like a s amount of time you guys can work on it, right? Well, you yep. You use your hands, right? Yep. Before. Yes. But but when it's time between the stopwatch and right. the pop. The apparatus cannot be touched. But before that, you're allowed to touch the materials. So if this pin was not part of the apparatus, but it was involved in creating the apparatus, because, it, you know, it's a loose thing you didn't put on, which some could argue a choice to put something on and a choice to not put something on is equally important, right? Had you not put wheels or whatever, that may not have worked. So therefore, your choice to take the pin and remove it and pop it What's a part of the process, but not a part of the process. There you go. Lawyer up, motherfuckers, because we legitimately <laughs> won. <laughs> yes. <definitely. laughs> um, I mean, my website's mattvita.com, so you get linked to everything there. But I'm on Instagram, Big Dog, D-A-W-G-N-Y-1. Um, I've got a YouTube channel where I do like some silly raps and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, come find me in New York, Vermont, on the road. Sweet. Wherever. Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> I'm joined here by my guest, JC LaFontaine, all the way from Toronto, Canada. What's yep. up? Uh, not too much. Just this fest has been pretty fun to be here so far. Um, well, uh, I'm glad you could make it here. Yeah, this has been a fun festival. How's your festival been? Oh my God, fantastic. Everybody's been so amazing. Uh, the crowds were insanely it's great. great right? Oh my God. Like, you can't ask for more. Um, in terms of organization as well, just all the fun activities, the meeting for lunches. Today they had the video game truck. Oh, I did not make it. I was given a last minute writing assignment, which I'm happy for work. Please book me. But also I'm like, oh, well, I wanted to have fun. <laughs> no, mean, I'm so grateful. If I, there's no I way mean, my boss is listening to this. He is so busy. So I, I mean, it was only it was only like a, a whole truck full of. 20 people playing Mario Kart and like eating Krispy Kreme donuts. Not fun at oh, all. I love mm. donuts. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to have to like secondhand enjoy it. Um, well, okay. So we're going to get right into it. Um, so you know what this podcast is about, right? Yes. Okay. I know sometimes people go to festivals and like, do you want to do pod? And they're like, yes. So I'm like, just in case this is a confessional podcast, but it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be something you don't want to talk about. You know, right. the, the idea, like, sometimes people come on and be like, wow, I really dug deep for something I'm scared to talk about. It's like, oh, you don't have, like, you don't have to do that. The most of the audience doesn't know you. So something that we don't know that's fun to share. Um, and I started this because I started going to therapy late in life. And it was, like, just a, such a great feeling to be, like, heard. So that's sort of, like, the feeling, except without, you don't have to pay me, you know, $350 at the end of this. <laughs> Which is great, because I don't have $350 right. uh, at the end of this. So Yeah, it is a free podcast, but I actually don't have a Patreon. But maybe <laughs> if I started one, would you guys donate? I don't know. We're going off I think track. that's a great idea. <laughs> um, okay, JC, is yes. there anything you would like to tell me? I mean... I haven't, uh, I don't deal with breakups uh, okay. very well. Don't I'm, deal with breakups. No, I uh, I tend to get a little vengeful. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because I was like, elaborate. Because like nobody, yeah. if you said like, I'm great at breakups, well, I would be like, I'm concerned because um, that, that sounds sociopathic. 
Like, it's my thing. Yeah, I just break like, up nonstop because I, I, I love. I love dating just to break up because uh, yeah. I'm so good at it. Uh, okay, let's go. Like, yeah, let's get into it. So it sounds like this is like a pattern, right? Yeah. Well, I okay. guess the pattern would just be the type of men that I okay. choose to date um, for the are? longest time. Uh, terrible. Okay. <laughs> Trash. Um, very, uh, you know, on the egotistical okay. side. Like uh, emotionally unavailable. Well, or emotionally, boys. like they put you down. Oh, um, no. Like that kind of okay. stuff. So, sure. and then as a, like, as a good person, I'm always like, well, I can save them. So I you've dated a lot of comedians, them. I take it. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Actually, and never, sorry, no offense, comics, but uh, never again, never, never. Whenever people uh, get up, yeah, but whenever I'm like, oh, I like I dated comics. Obviously, we all have. I mean, we've a, all made that mistake. All, if you start, if you've been doing comedy more than like, if it's like you're in your school. You're someone you go to school with like right i, I don't it's who yeah. you see on the on the club scene all the time like you're always working with the same yeah. people you're having a couple drinks and but that's the thing know? people will be like oh that's your first mistake and i'm like well i'm a comic and then i always get offended because i'm like i'm a comic like, yeah i would like someone to date me but it's it's you can't <laughs> you just can't have two comics dating each yeah, other i see that the dynamic okay, kind of changes too because i'd always get um oh well he he must be writing your jokes right and i'm just like oh mm, with women oh they're still no. saying shit like that oh <laughs> well i mean this is a few years ago but i mean i can't imagine it got that much different Ugh, i'm sorry well yeah that that is un- unfortunately everything is still sexist especially comedy but okay let's get into your vengeful <laughs> breakups so <laughs> so what okay so uh, is there a story that comes with this well it was just like uh, the last couple of years in the relationship weren't the best and again like i said i'm usually the type of person like oh, i'll save him i'll change is this him. one relationship we're thinking of like yeah kind of one, one specific one yeah okay. well a lot of them have been and i mean i've had my revenge on those too this is just my favorite okay uh, oh, wow <laughs> Don't don't but fuck with JC. Oh yeah, you'll never know. What though. kind of revenge? That's oh, the so thing. You'll never know. You'll never know. Wait a minute. Are you mm-hmm. just okay? I, when you say that, I'm like, oh, you fucked their dads or something? No, or what? just <laughs> very very <laughs> little. Like, I can't listen, even say. I'm a Canadian. I can't be that mean. Okay. Um, just like tiny little sinister things. Um, so when the last relationship ended, okay, I. Uh, he, he wasn't there when I was packing up my stuff, which was great. I How had a long friend. were you together? Uh, I'd say almost four years. Wow. So you were living together. Yeah, okay. we were. So uh, we, <laughs> so he was not there when I was packing my things. Okay. And uh, my girl came over to help me out. And I was like, ah, like, what do I do to like make this like, I just want to feel better. Because he broke uh, up with me okay. after like he, so he was unemployed um, for two years. I was paying for everything. What a cat. Uh, right? I know. And then the minute he got a job, uh, he dumped oh, me. Oh, no. I so was just like, like, Seriously? He was insecure. That's wild. Like, because you put in all this time of like. And money. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you, hopefully in the future when, when you, well, you're in a relationship now. Oh, but, yeah. And it's fantastic. It, yeah. so and we, and we split bills. Yeah. Because I think it's not, it's, it's sometimes, you know, I've been in relationships where I'm making more or I'm making less. So sometimes there is a mutual understanding you can come to, especially For if sure. someone has the ability. But um, the difference is it has to be communicated. So there's like, you know, if somebody's paying for everything, it doesn't mean the other person does nothing, right? Maybe they're helping out or, help, or, or being oh, an emotional yeah. support. You know, there's mm. a lot of ways. So it sounds like that wasn't the case. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like a video game thing. Like you'd think I come home from work, dishes or dinner. No, no, no. It was like 12-hour <laughs> video game marathons. Wow. Like I used to always laugh because he'd pay, like he'd get up super early at like 7 a.m. and play like those online games where you talk to other people. Okay. And he'd get in arguments with children. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, like, just get a job, you know, uh, <laughs> type of deal. 
So it was one of those. And so sure. when he broke, I was angry. Like, I was like, really? I spent all this money and time and effort. And the minute you get a job, you're just like, mm, bye, don't need you anymore. So I was like, wow, oh, what do I do to uh, so feel better? Like using you. That's awful. Yeah. So to feel better, I um, decided to pee on his toothbrush. Oh, okay. Mm. That, uh, not what I thought this was going. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was my big vengeful thing. So, okay. I, so, you know, wow. put on the toothbrush, put it back in the toothbrush holder. Oh um, and then, you know, continued packing my stuff. And I looked at my girl and I was like, I don't think that was enough. Oh my gosh. And she's Wait, like, <laughs> just even thinking about that, because it, it's, it's like, oh, sinister, but also so like, adorable right i don't know Canadian. You know, yeah, i can't, I can't say, be like, cruel oh, evil evil and i'm like oh yeah you fucked his dad and then you're like no i i, I, I peed on, on his toothbrush it's like college roommate shit yeah um, so so my friend goes well what are you gonna do and i'm like well i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pee again and i'm just gonna like dunk it and oh i'm like God. swirl it around and like make sure it's like really <laughs> in there um, and then put it back in the toothbrush holder. Wait, so it's the first time you peed on the toothbrush? Like a pregnancy were, test. Okay, I was, I was like, like, you didn't, because I, I was like thinking about it like a guy, but then, because like, like guys <laughs> pee on things, but then I'm like, have I ever peed on anything? Like trying to? I'm like, no. So then I was like, how did, this sounds like, it's like whenever they give you the pee cup, you know? Exactly. It's hard. Oh my God. You like chose a challenging, <laughs> challenging revenge. I did. So that's why I was like, I don't think I peed on it enough. Because I was like, I don't know, like, how the stream went down, you oh know? Oh, my God. So I was like, well, I'll do this and, like, swirl like it around. Does, is he, like, a neat freak or are you just, like, most uh, people don't no. like pee? Well, but... he's not really a neat freak per se, but I could imagine not anybody really enjoys brushing no, their sure. teeth with I was just curious um, if there pee. was a thing with pee or something. No. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was, and it made me laugh because a couple of other times when I was continuing to go and get uh, some stuff, because obviously I, I didn't have a car, so it was kind of putting shit in suitcases and then, like, moving and then uh-huh. going back type deal so there was a few times that i'd go back and like swirl the pee no i would like see him brush his teeth I was like <laughs> yeah no. i'm like you just going back and forth and brushing his teeth four times oh no it was a couple of like it was a two-week type of okay. move out situation because uh obviously it was so sudden i had to stay with my girl wow. so i was like well i can't take you know the bigger stuff right now she lives in a one-bedroom type deal <laughs> so <laughs> And yeah, so then when I went finally, like after getting my place a month later and I went back to get the bigger stuff, um, same toothbrush still in the holder and the like it, you know, that feeling where you're like, oh, did you yes. tell him? No, I never have. But the look on his face would have been so money. But, you know what? I think that that secret like <clears throat> to me was the was way ah. better because if I would have told him it would have been an angry thing. He would have probably called me petty and he would have got rid of the toothbrush. Instead, now I'm just <laughs> notice. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like if it feels, it's not really a victimless crime, but by, but the fact that it didn't seem to affect him, and because he, you know, has the ability to get a new tooth- toothbrush, and he didn't, means yeah. that he probably didn't notice it, and it's not like that. So it's like. It is kind of gross, but it, it, <laughs> it, won't it kill probably him. didn't harm him, and he doesn't know, so it really did not affect his reality at all. It just made me feel immensely better about the whole <laughs> breakup situation where I could just be like, yeah, but you brush your teeth with my pee every day, That's, bitch. <laughs> that, is, that is very – it's not insane. I'm trying to think of the word. It's like fascinating the way you think because I'm – yeah, I'm very fascinated by the thought process here. 
because oh, yeah. I feel like it lets us into your psyche a little bit. No, because the, the power of knowing something, but then also not actually wanting conflict is really interesting because. Oh yeah. I can't deal with the conflict. I yeah. Cause it's like, you don't, you don't actually want it. You don't actually want to relieve the tension. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you know, but sometimes you're like upset. Like I, I'm a, I'm a person who loves comp. I don't love confrontation. Sorry. <laughs> but, but I will confront you if there's something bubbling. Cause I know it will come up. So I'm like, I'll pop the bubble. Oh yeah. Like I, for me, like just, and even sharing the story, like I never give out his name. Although, I mean, at one point, if he ever does hear this story, he'll probably be like, Hmm, this sounds like me. Cause I'm the jerk that used her for money. Uh, <laughs> kind of deal. But that's a fair trade off. If he paid his you know, rent for two I, years, and so he could have, she should have, he could have done it. Like, I bet if you were paying his rent in the middle of the relationship, it'd be like brush my toothbrush or brush your teeth with my pee and I'll pay your rent. He probably couldn't say no. <laughs> I mean, he probably wouldn't, uh, <laughs> but so, you know what? Fair, fair enough. You yeah. And then just like having that, you know, when I tell people, they're just like, that's hilarious and I'm like I know it just gave me that like sort of story it gave me that vindication and I'm like and now I get to make a joke at your expense <laughs> so thank you wow. I guess for all of that <laughs> so okay I, that wasn't as evil as I thought but it is like kind of like twisted and very interesting so I, now I'm so curious what your other revenges were though like could you give us a taste or maybe like what maybe um you don't have to say actually what happened but like is it like that or what kind of what's the like I'm just, uh, I, in my mind when I hear revenge well, I'm like thinking hmm. like sleeping with best friends I mean I don't know maybe because I'm a well, Scorpio but I'm like that I would did, hurt me there was there was one <laughs> where I ended up uh sleeping with someone else in their bed before completely moving out and I was like well okay. take that um but I mean it technically it wasn't cheating I guess because I was already you guys dumped okay. <laughs> you know so none of the revenges ever involved them knowing you got exactly okay. it's all like they're all like internal like one of them too was uh ah. I got dumped at a bar so on my way out I uh bought a round for everybody sitting at the bar on his card and then just left <laughs> so like I'm not sure if he knew how those charges showed up on that bill uh, okay, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, I never told them it was me, so right. I mean, he probably knew. Like, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah. one was probably kind of a little obvious, because um, I did trip on my way out of. Yeah, that wasn't a very graceful breakup <laughs> on uh-huh. my part. Yeah, <laughs> no breakup at a bar should is, be graceful. I yeah, mean. that was his first mistake. I'm like, why? And then he yeah. waited till I was three drinks in before oh, breaking no, up with me. Why? And I was like, it's why like, would you do this? You just turned me into a drunk monster. Yeah, I'm the like, more drinks, the more tears. That's just how it works. Oh, guys. More, uh, mm, or the louder I get. Mm. Uh huh. But oh, yeah, that was. Mm. So you're so you mentioned you're in a healthy relationship now. Which yeah. congratulations. That's Thanks. really great to hear. Um, do you guys like have conf- like when you have uh, arguments or c- fights are you able to like talk it out or are you still like conflict avoidant you just found someone um, who's also conflict uh, avoidant I'm still pretty conflict avoidant he is not um, okay. he very much likes to to vocalize what it is that I like that I'm doing or whatever that's bugging him and then I'll just be like so then I'll like kind of oh, be man, okay. then I kind of get like well you know what about this you did a month ago and he's like why didn't you tell me a month ago and oh like, you're well, one of I those did, you pull out all the I was like, ah! I didn't want to cause a problem a month ago and I could deal with it but uh-huh. since you're not happy well then I wasn't happy kind of thing have you ever I, told your current partner about the pee toothbrush oh absolutely okay what did he say I'm never leaving you alone with That's my toothbrush hilarious. if we break up <laughs> but it's kind of a sign of trust that you told him because it's I was like, you didn't have to, obviously, it's, but it means that you trust him enough to be like, I want you to know this because it's like you, you don't see yeah. him as 
another like ex like that you see no, him as like oh here i've changed we've changed like i'm with someone and i'm in control of the situation so. yeah we i mean me and my partner now have been friends for over 20 years so we already okay. had that oh, so he knew that person. oh yeah we already had that like really long background like he was one of my bffs all the time oh, that's sweet. so he almost knew instantly after that breakup like we hadn't even okay. gotten together and it was one of those like oh i had told him but he did say, like, if we ever end it, uh, I move my shit out first. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fair enough. I'm, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is just in Let general. me hide my toothbrush, though. <laughs> I feel like in general, I'm just going to always switch toothbrushes if I, well, hopefully I'll never go through another breakup again. But uh. <laughs> And it's funny, like, since I've said this to a couple people, I've had a lot of uh, girls respond with, I've also, like, screwed with my ex's toothbrush during wow. breakups. And I was like, really huh. one girl like washed the toilet seat oh, with it yeah. um oh, one one girl like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah they're like i don't know why for some reason i'm so curious that there's a psychology well so it's interesting because i do feel like when you get broken up with there's this moment where you like you want to hate them and you want to be disgusted by them but there's also like needing at least for me i know there's this feeling of like feeling like my source of safety or love is taken away so it's like at the same time I also know like if they wanted to have sex or hug me at that moment I would probably give in and that's like a weird feeling you know but I feel like that's fair I probably would have as well you know because it was yeah. also like especially after a long time together there's like that sort of habit well and you break it's like the you want the connection so in some ways making their toothbrush dirty is almost like a way to be like telling yourself like this person's gross yeah because you're physically oral, you're you know? physically like, manifesting like like i don't want to kiss that mouth like ew you yeah, like ew, you have what? pee on your teeth oh gross that's you know? so interesting wow yeah I, I mean it has to be something i guess with the orals because i mean it's one thing you know screw with their body wash yeah fine yeah. all right but like that that's like inside you're, your yeah mouth. you're like ew i don't want that mouth anywhere near me so yeah. i guess if you're a guy who does it it feels like you're a nice guy and you want to break up with someone you're scared. Just show up covered in poop, you know. I feel like it'll be really easy to break. I feel like it will be really easy to break up with someone if you show up covered in poop. Like, you... Oh, yeah. Because it's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, we need to break up. You're like, please. Okay, yeah. You'll be like, I mean, you, do you want to hug? No, no, no get no, away. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Don't need this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for sharing that, oh, my, I mean, my pleasure. Um, is there, oh, tell the viewers where, or tell the listeners where they can find you, follow you, catch yeah, up with I mean, comedy. uh, you can follow me. I walk down the block, uh, <laughs> on Queen in Toronto often, okay. so you can follow me there. But if not, you can follow me on, uh, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, all of it, JC, JACY, LaFontaine. Um, yeah, love the yeah, followers. Yeah, so funny. Watch your toothbrush around here, though. Yeah, and honestly, if you're a jerk and you're breaking up with your girl, get rid of anything, like your floss, your toothbrush. Yeah. Make sure that's hidden. He's probably had grosser things in his mouth anyways. So I'm sure work. he has. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just like, that was it. That was the opinion. No, I'm of saying like, like, it was good, like you got your fix. So I'm sure you didn't do anything to him. And done to exactly. You know I think it's I, probably one of the reasons I didn't really share it was because he'd probably just be like, be like yeah, yeah, I've done worse. I eat hot Cheetos for breakfast. Yeah. So I'd be like, at least in my head, like that's the, yeah. that's so disgusting. That's <laughs> funny. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Heath Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwreck Sailor. 
and the Hoo Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.